0: Welcome to another episode of Adulting Poorly. Unfortunately, I'm your solo host today because the episode I tried to record last weekend, I had severe technical difficulties. And for those of you who don't know me, I can't handle when I have severe technical difficulties. I actually lose my fucking mind. Um, What happened is I had two episodes that actually just kind of collapsed together. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um... So this is going to be like a makeup episode That's going to be super short And it's going to miss 90% of the awesome content That we had uh, Now it's just going to be me Alone, as always Or not as always um, uh, Apologizing for being A fucking moron And actually screwing everything up It Because I tried to sync my laptop as it was running out of juice It just everything. It just combined two episodes together. Uh, If you listen to it, you probably already know this. It started off as a previous episode that had to do with me and my fear of spiders. And then it turned into kind of this weird overlay of audio. And then it went from there to me and my buddy Mike talking. Super weird. Super weird. Um, So this is kind of the makeup episode. So let me start by... Going over some of the things that we did talk about that I think everyone can kind of relate to. Or maybe if you can't, um, that's too bad. Uh, so one of the big things was I am I am so exhausted about giving a fuck about giving a fuck. And if that doesn't make sense, it's probably because it is kind of a weird thing to say. Um, uh, look, there's so much shit going on in the world. There's so much going on in the world today. No, it's nothing like that. It's like there's too much shit and it's it's overwhelming and uh, like I see all these things that I'd love to participate in, but as new ones pop up I don't have enough space in my brain. I don't have enough space in my heart to care about every fucking thing that comes up. But every person wants you to care about something different. Care about my issues. They're important. My issues are important too. And I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that I have zero capacity for any of it anymore. So it's, it's like... Overwhelming. Um, You can have like shit that's going on in other countries. Uh, You have the fact that the fucking coronavirus is mutated. Like everything that's happening right now, there's just too much to care 100% about everything or give that much about all of it. And that's where I'm at right now. It's like I'm so tired of giving a fuck about giving a fuck, needing to give a fuck, having to give a fuck. I'm tired of it. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I need a reset button. And it. maybe it's because you're everyone's at home. Everyone's just overwhelmed by the same crap. But uh, I can't, I just, I need to reset. I need, I need less of this right now. I need less of... Oh my God, here are all the issues that are impacting the world today. I need more time in between between them. It's like, I'm overwhelmed to a point where it's like, God, ah, it's just another thing. It's one more thing that's coming up. Oh shit, murder hornets? Of course there are. Yeah. What's next? Um, I, I just, I, I can't do it. Uh, and it, it I I know that puts me in this weird position of being a faulty human being, but... I'll be honest, I've been a faulty human being pretty much my whole life. I never kind of shy away from that. I've actually kind of run at it. One of the reasons I started this was to not only have fun, but to call out the fact that I am... What's the word I'm looking for? Lacking in certain areas. And that was another thing that we talked about last week, was if you look at the scale of what a man is, uh, I don't think I... Like If you're looking at a manly man being manly, like doing manly things, I cut wood without looking. I'm manly. I can use two chainsaws at the same time. I'm manly. Change oil on your car? I already did that because I knew you were going to ask. I'm manly. I don't have any of those tendencies. I change the starter on a truck that is probably primed for somebody to learn on. And I cried like a little girl under that truck just out of pure frustration, or a little boy, depending. It was just me and my dog underneath there. And even my dog was like, bro, uh, I am embarrassed for you. I'm looking around. There's me and two mice, and we're really not cool with the way this is going. Can you maybe pull it together? People might see. So it, it, so we had this great conversation about you know different things like being able to go out into the world and you have these skills because they were taught to you and you can use them and it's like the carpentry skills and i can build and i can go hunt and i don't even think i'm a hunter as much as i'm just a fucking gatherer now all i do is i i work i'm here for my kids and yeah i don't hit anybody Like, I I can't think of the things that make me a decent man other than the fact that I just, I care about my family. I don't treat them like shit. At least I don't think I do. Unless there's a fucking computer issue or technical issue, then everyone clear out because I am about to lose. I am going to have, it's going to make me so crazy that I can't be around people. I, anyway, um, but other than that, that's the only thing I think that makes me a decent man is the fact that I just. Try to do the right thing as far as my family is concerned. But if somebody were to take me out of the woods and they're like, go build fire. I mean, yeah, I can do it. But do I want to? No. I'd rather go order room service. Um, do you want to stay in a tent? No. Can you put up a tent? Not without crying. Can you start a fire? With a lighter. Yeah. Can you chop wood? Eh, I bought kindling and I bought wood. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Your car broke down. Call AAA. I'm fucking fine. Like, that's the kind of man I am now. I work with apps. That's about it. I, I don't work with tools. I don't work with shit. I cannot tell you how many times I've hurt myself just going to get a tool, not even use it. Just walking to get it. The idea of me grabbing a tool, my body like rejects to a point that it hurts me all the way to get the tool. Like, dude, stub his toe. Did that stop him? No? Okay, send send something different. He's being swallowed by a shark. Send that up the chain. Like something's gotta stop him from doing this, because if he grabs that tool, he's gonna kill us all. Cause eventually he's gonna get the brain, and the brain's what controls all of it. So we gotta stop him right now. Yeah. I hurt myself getting stuff out of a drawer. I can't possibly be trusted, which is why my wife won't let me have you a know, But that's why I can't be trusted with tools like that. And it's a slow learning process. And granted, a lot of it is me just joking around. But the reality is, I mean, even looking at that episode I did about patching my wall, it looks like dog shit and still isn't finished. Problems. <sighs> Sorry. Again. This is a makeup episode, so let's make it up. Um, I've got to tell you one of my favorite things to do around the holidays, okay? And it is take Christmas songs and completely bastardize them. And I can't I can't say it a different way. I think it's fucking hilarious. It's never not funny. It's similar to what I do with Disney music, but with, with Christmas jingles? Holy crap. Okay, have a holly jolly Christmas is probably one of the funnest to do this with. Or the most fun if you're a grammar Nazi. And if you're a grammar Nazi, you're a dick. Let's move on. So, okay. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Everyone knows this song. Oh my golly, it's a holly jolly Christmas. This year... Everyone knows that. But when you get to the chorus line... Or the... Um, I think it's the chorus. Where he's talking about... Uh, uh, anyway... Um, Where's like, kiss kisser once for me? You can change that to so many different things. It's hilarious. I'll give you an example: kicker in the spleen. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Like that song is so easy to do it with. Liquor where she pees. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Like oh, I cannot actually listen to the song without. Changing it to either something else. Then she stabbed me in the knees. Have a holly, jolly Christmas. And that's the an easiest one to do just because, I mean, though that phrase is so easy to throw anything else in there that just, like, has a, re- even remotely close to a sound to it. Um, White Christmas, another easy one. Like, you can do, I'm... Dreaming of a white Not anymore because we have to include everyone So it's now just a regular Christmas Um, that one was bad That's a horrible example uh, god, what else? There is Rudolph you could pretty much e- easily fuck with Baby It's Cold Outside Might be the best one to do it Because the song itself, let's be honest Is kind of, um Is there, can I say rapey? Anyway, it's close to that. Um, But if you think about it, if you change the words to the song to I just want to get laid tonight, it still literally has the same meaning. I really can't stay, but I want to get laid tonight. You know, like you could do that over and over and over. I really want to rewrite the song and sing it completely all the way through just because it's so ridiculous. But. If you just change the one piece of that song, it still fits the whole song. The whole song. And most Christmas songs are like that. They're just ridiculous. You can easily throw different words in there and just have a fucking blast with it. And if you're super sacrilegious like me, it's even funnier if Jesus Christ is anywhere in the song. Because I have to say it like I'm swearing. Like you have to go, Jesus Christ! In the middle of the song. Makes me laugh every time, regardless. Stupidest shit ever. So stupid. Um, but still, makes me laugh. Makes me laugh so hard. Okay. Um, let's talk Seahawks. Why? Because, again, this is a makeup episode. I really had nothing to talk about. Uh, mainly because I fucked everything up, so I just want to record this and post it and be done with it, which seems like a very shitty way of doing this, but it is, and I don't care. I'll record an actual makeup episode next week this one will be super short um, okay so we've gotten to the point where we're we're definitely in the playoffs uh, against a because of again another ugly win we had back to back to back to back ugly wins we start now not with the explosive offense we did at the beginning of the year um, because we have to slow down and start running the ball because if we don't run the ball our defense gets tired way too fast and then it's just a shootout, and that's where some of those earlier games, that's literally what the game plan felt like, and it wasn't intentional, but that's what happened. Now you look later on in the year, our defense is starting to play a little bit better. We had the Acquisition of Carlos Dunlap um, Snacks Harrison in the middle of the field Is a great addition And then you've got Puna Ford Who's stepping up quite a bit Who's kind of, I think, under, Raider, under the radar Flying under the radar He's always active, he's all over the field um, But because we have such a Fast rotation on our line You don't get to see him as a as a stalwart In the middle of the field uh, But you put him next to Jeron Reed You put Snacks next to Gerard Reed Whoever it is, got the all-tummy team Snacks Harrison is 366 pounds. That's what they list him at, which means he's pushing 370. And he can still move in his 30s. He's a great addition. Okay, so we're getting better at slowing down the run, but anybody can seemingly pass like there's no tomorrow on us. Okay, there's a couple of things there. Number one, we haven't had all of our um, corners playing with our new defensive front. So that's an issue. Quentin Dunbar still out. Shaq Griffin is uh, gone in and out. And then you've got guys like DJ Reed who are stepping up. And I just love his name because I'm like, it's DJ Reed. Um, And then you see, uh, like, uh, God, what the hell is his name? Ugo. Ugo is killing me right now. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think he fucking closes like somebody pulled a trigger in the back of his head he closes quick he diagnoses plays well if he wasn't so small he'd probably be a starter he probably would have bumped flowers last year but he's going to be turn out to be probably one of the better nickel corners in the league if he can keep developing at the rate he is and if I'm Flowers, if I'm Dunbar and I see the way that DJ Reed is played, I'm a bit worried about that too because that guy might steal my job. He's got fluid hips, he's very fast, and he plays the ball and the receiver's hands. He's not just mugging people, which most of our DBs just do. I hate to say it, Griffith falls into that category. He has a tendency to mug people. Like, he got away with a couple of like penalties where you're like, Ugh, dude, easy. Anyway. But because we haven't had a full complement of our defensive backs, as well as paired now with our new front four, then we haven't been getting enough pressure on the quarterback, and then when we do get pressure on the quarterback, they make poor decisions. So now, when we try to get pressure on the quarterback, we're still bringing too many blitzes. If you see Jamal Adams at the line, you know it's a blitz. You throw over Jamal Adams, and you get a huge play, which, by the way, Dwayne Haskins did repeatedly to the Seahawks. Guess who else did it? Colt McCoy. I'm not talking about big-name players here. I'm talking about people that are kind of -of middle-of-the-road quarterbacks. They're journeymen. Dwayne Haskins has the ability maybe to be a better quarterback down the line, but I think if Alex Smith starts instead of Dwayne Haskins, we don't win the Washington game, and they're not just automatically in the playoffs, which luckily they are because I don't know if they win the game against the Rams. If they play the same way that they did where Russell Wilson throws for 160 yards and he's kind of sporadic and all over the fucking place, uh, they won't win that game. Because we're not going to be able to run the same as we did against Washington. We're not going to throw up 200 yards uh, or 150 yards in the first half because we're just hammering against a young defense. Who, by the way, are very fast, so when you run to the outside, you can't get around the corner. You run straight at them, you start to wear them down, and we did that very early. It was very evident when we popped that 50-yarder by Carlos Hyde. Which, by the way, is also a benefit of having Hyde, Carson, now Penny, all back. We have a very, very good, uh, rounded out set of running backs. With that being said, we have to continue running the football. Whew, going back, so from a defensive perspective, we are still very, very subject to, like the middle, um, middle routes. You can't get us deep. You can't get us short. But man, I can hit eight to nine yards every time. Every time I drop back, I can get eight to nine yards. Uh, worse is, it's eight to nine yards and we know it's coming because it's third down. Like, we did a great job last week of first and second down. We were holding them to short yards and then we blitzed. And by the way, this is the tale of two halves. This is the second half. The first half, we played a lot of zone and man coverage and we confused Dwayne Haskins and made him very difficult to move the football. Okay? Okay. We got an interception, granted that was off tip, whatever. Um, but they didn't move the ball well. We almost shut them out in the first half. They got a field goal, I think, right before the, the half ended. The second half, they had their longest drive of the year against us, 96 yards for a touchdown, because we would hold them to 1-yard, 2-yard, then 12, 1-yard, 2-yard, 15, 3 yards, 6-yards, 12. Like, we were just giving up chunk plays because we weren't playing the same defense that we were in the first half. And granted, I get it. You have to make adjustments. But if you're the one who came out and made poor adjustments, you need to adjust on those again. Like, you don't keep playing the same way if it fucking fails for 15 minutes. And that's all they did in the second half. For 30 minutes of that game, they played the same shit defense. And it wasn't again until the last drive by Washington at the end that they actually stopped them. And they stopped them because Carlos Dunlap stepped up again. And LJ Collier actually stepped up as well. But zero pressure for most of that second half. And we're trying to create pressure by blitzing everyone. But more importantly, when we start blitzing our DB, when we start blitzing our defensive backs, it's obvious that we're doing it. We're leaving receivers wide open. It's not that you're even playing a zone, and even when we try to play a zone, our D, our D-linemen that are supposed to drop back in coverage aren't getting there quick enough for that to be an effective play. So if they aren't getting there quickly and it's not an effective play, why would you keep doing it? Rhetorical question answered. You don't. And we can't seem to make adjustments on the fly that support Us making a deep playoff run. And that means, like, adjustments on the fly are in-game adjustments. And, like, I hate to say this, but Belichick is one of the best in the business ever at this, of making quick changes because he's being beaten one area or the other. Um... Tip of the hat for him for missing the playoffs for the first time in like 30 years. Sorry. But still, he's one of the best in the game at doing that. This isn't working. Let's stop. Or maybe we try coming back to it later when we haven't done it play after play after play. If you do something every third play, I know exactly where to throw the ball because you're doing the same fucking thing. Now, that's just on the defensive side of the ball. And by the way, this is repetitive. Jamal Adams has 10 sacks this year that's ridiculous for a defensive back but it also proves you're blitzing him too much do you know how many whiffed fucking tds he's let go to i think it's like three or four those two numbers to me yes you got a sack but we're still getting tds when people throw over you i don't want to take away that he's a really good player but he's whiffed a lot in coverage because we're not asking him to be a cover defensive back When he is back there playing and he's the intimidator, people don't like to come across the middle. They don't like to extend their arms because he's going to blast them. He had one play where he shot completely across the field from left to right to stop a running play and tattooed their running back as he was trying to extend over the first down line. Just, just obliterated him. And that's that's the player that we took. Him blitzing every down is not. Now let's move to the offense. The offense has been awkward. I can't think of a better way to say it. We went from having the number one offense in the league over the first six games to having something that is not even remotely close to what it used to be. Okay, And I'm trying to be gentle and kind about that, but it is very hard because um, it, when you watch the play, not against maybe Washington, but if you look at New York when they play the Giants, It was absolute confusion. I don't know where I'm going with the ball. I don't trust that I can throw the ball to that individual. I'm patting the ball, 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 patting the ball. Oh, my God, I'm sacked. Or, worse is, I could step up and maybe even run two or three yards and slide. Nothing. Just constantly waiting to get tackled. That's literally what happened in... The New York game, it, it was, it was so difficult to watch that I had my back turned and I could call it, one, two, three. He's going to get sacked now. Turn back around. He's getting sacked by no-name guys who announcers are like. I had to scramble to find out who that dude is. <laughs> I've never heard of him before. He's having a monster game today. Couldn't stop anybody. Couldn't run the football. We don't. Tr- but we weren't trying to do anything that was. Not like literally like handing the game to uh, to New York. Like we weren't doing anything that was not in their game plan. They knew exactly how to play us. We didn't at any point try to roll the pocket. We didn't try to do underneath passes. We didn't try to do anything. We constantly tried to do the same thing we had done all year. And what happened? We lost the game badly. It was a fucking ugly ass game. And we deserved to lose. We got outplayed. We deserved to lose it. Absolutely deserved to lose it. Washington, come a week forward. We're running the ball well. That's great. Your quarterback's not going to have great stats if you're running the ball well. That's just how those two things go. But you have Russell, you know, throwing the ball right into a tip drill to get an interception. Um, he's holding on the ball too long. He did a great job sometimes of scrambling and stepping up, but still. You had a great first half, and then the second half, we just collapsed. We start doing that same thing where we don't know who to throw the ball to and who's open and, and can they make a play. Are we are we trying to throw the ball too deep on every goddamn play and just not taking what's underneath what the defense gives you or throwing the ball away, living to fucking play another down? No sacks this week, which was amazing, but still, the second half offense, there was almost nothing there. You had one big play to Swain on the outside and his foot was out of bounds. Okay, okay. Like, that was it. It seems like all we try to do is just get the ball to DK Metcalf. He's an amazing player, but he's not the only player that's available. So if you double him, Russell Wilson stops and stares at him like, when's he going to become open? And then he gets sacked. I'm not going to take what's underneath and move the ball. They've got to just move the ball. Do different things. Do things teams aren't expecting you to do. Rolling the entire pocket, like the whole line. Rolling with Russell Wilson. And he's either going to run it or throw it. It's one or the other. We don't try misdirection. We're not... The we, the only misdirection play that I think Shotty sh- shot has in his playbook is you run the fake jet sweep, and then you try to run straight ahead. That's his misdirection play. There's not enough misdirection. Look at Sean McVay. Sean McVay has at least three guys moving at all times. The defense doesn't know who the hell is going to get the ball, and that's the point. Can't do that. We're not that team yet. Um, so whatever they do against the Rams, if they try to do what they've just been doing as of late, they will lose that game and it will be a quick exit to probably not even a good team in the playoffs because someone's going to have a losing record like the Seahawks did many moons ago, who's going to be in the playoffs and it's going to be embarrassing as shit. If you're the team that loses to the seven and nine team, like the saints did to the Seahawks It's going to be bad. And it's probably going to wind up being a team that we should beat hands down. But we're going to look ahead of them. We're going to do things the way that we always do them. And we're going to wind up shitting the bed. And that's it. Okay. Hopefully, the next episode, and I'm not going to promise on timing because every time I do, I miss it. So, fuck that. Hopefully, for the next episode, I will be able to have another individual with me. We are going to do a Pepsi challenge on ass wipes Okay, So we're going to be doing Cottonelle, Dude Wipes, whomever else, even Baby. Throw those in there, see how it goes. Really trying to get back to the fun of this. Not the fucking political nightmare of this, but just the fun. Um, And hopefully we'll be back one, two weeks. If not, have a great Christmas. Have a good New Year. Um, You know, stay at home. Don't go out. Don't infect anybody, please. All right.